Welcome to the podcast 2D with Dennis and Pless. I'm Dennis Stovall. This is Pless Kelly. 41 years. 41 years. You know, you know what it was? It's the fact that we hadn't, we haven't had a podcast. I don't think it's any coincidence that we do a podcast in the year that we do it. Georgia wins a national national championship. There are no coincidences. We were destined to do this podcast, and we were destined to win a national championship. All from the very first podcast, our predictions were Georgia, Alabama, national championship, Georgia winning. This was the year, and it's all because of us. Yeah, we, we did it. We were, we were deciding Patrick. We've known each other for a long time. We finally <laughs> finally got together to do a podcast. Uh, this past summer, uh, our first episode was August. We did two weeks before the season started. And at the end, here we are uh, six months later, and we are celebrating a national championship. And Georgia hasn't played, hasn't won one since 1980. So, yeah, oh, yeah. such a long time. Uh, so many things had to go our way this season. It was a season of chaos. But it was a season of chaos for everybody else. For us, it worked out fine. Right. We had like one hiccup in the uh, SEC championship game and we revenged that loss. Boom. Let's start. Right. First quarter. First quarter. Yeah. Oh, I just rewatched the game, by the way. I, I had this, I DVR'd it. I'm watching it <laughs> once a week for the next year. <laughs> now, if we had lost, would you, would you, if we rewatched it? I probably would have broken the TV. <laughs> Um, so going into this game, we, we did our predictions, we talked about it and we, we came down to the conclusion that defense had to play better. Right. We were both JT Daniels guys. Right. And our whole thing was we had to play a perfect game. Right. And we didn't play a perfect game. We did. We did. Yeah. That was, that was the crazy part about it. Um, but yeah, let's start with the first quarter. What did, what did you see? I saw a timid, timid Georgia offense and defense. I mean, they, it was a bend but don't break defense. They, you, they allowed them in the red zone, but they didn't break. They held the water, forced field goals. I saw um, just nerves out of Stetson Bennett. You and, can see, oh. you can see Stetson's heart, heartbeat through through the yeah. TV, right? And I think he injured his hand in that first quarter. He did. He was shaking it a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. So, and I think later on in the game, they started warming up JT Daniels because I think it was bothering him. But, you know, I have been hating, I'll call it hating on Stetson Bennett. I will give credit where credit is due, even though I think JT Daniels was the better quarterback. He did come through when we needed him. After adversity, he stepped up like a true champion that he is and delivered. But that first quarter had me. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I noticed the same thing too. Georgia kind of came out. Um, they they were they were very run. They they wanted to kind of establish a run, kind of kind of feel them out. But no shots downfield. Everything was short. Everything was three step dropping out. Um, and he had. He had happy feet, lots of happy feet uh, on the dropbacks. He was either looking to run 
And yeah, that I will I will tell you the one the one oh my goodness moment is when he broke free and fumbled <laughs> the ball without anybody touching him. What? <laughs> like what happened there? Like he I guess he got so excited and it just he just lost control of it, but it bounced right back up to him. So that that little thing right there, I I, I always say that there there are little key moments in a game that uh-huh. will tell you how the ball is going to bounce. This case, literally, that was one. Footballs don't do that. They don't. No. They they don't come right back to you. They they are the hardest. People don't understand when they hit the ground, they are the most unpredictable thing because you don't know where it's going to go. A basketball you do is perfectly round. It's going to hit the ground, come back up, or you know the direction that it's going to go. Football can, can bounce, hit the ground, and go any direction possible. And not only that, as he was trying to recover, he was getting blasted in the back and yeah. the defender pushed him down on top of the ball. It, <laughs> hey, disaster averted right there. Yeah, that could have been that could have been very bad. That was on our side of the field. Um, we <clears throat> we continue that drive, and I think we ended up punting. But that was a big save. That was that was a huge save, and that was nerves at its highest. I think Stetson at that point realized, okay, it can't get any worse than that. Can dodge the bullet. <laughs> dodge the bullet. Three zero. End of the first quarter. Second quarter, they got a little. UJ did get a little little momentum going there. They put up a couple field goals themselves, and so did Alabama. The thing that stood out is, again, first half, Ben, but don't break defense. Bama was able to drive, I guess, what, 10 minutes left in the second quarter. That's when Jamison Williams went down, and I was, oh, I did not want him to go out the game. No, but but the second it happened, the second it happened, you knew it was an ACL. You knew yeah, you did. You yeah, knew that, there was no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. I've, I've seen that injury so many times, non-contact um, nope. with a uh, with a change of direction is going to be an ACL. And the ah. way that the, and the most most of the time, you know, it happens, and you you were like, okay, maybe he just sprained it. But you know, when they started bringing the guys out there, you know. And you saw that you saw the look on his face, and when they're telling you what most likely it is, you your heart just goes out to him. And you want to yeah. you you want to win this game uh, with their best their best versus your best. That's what you want. You don't you that, don't want an injury. You don't want it. No, not at all. Not at all. That broke my heart right there. I was I was I was hurt for him. I was hurt for Alabama. I was hurt for the game. But injuries happen. You still got to play the game. You got to play the people in front of you. And that, and so you carry on. Did it affect Alabama? Of course it did. They had inexperienced receivers, although they were top flight receivers. They were. They, this, yeah. this is 80, 84, uh, I can't remember his name on the top of my head, but he made some great plays. Um, and he had two, cru- two crucial drops, too, in that yeah. game. And yeah. that's, just, that's just inexperienced. But he's, a, he's a true freshman, I think they said. So, so that – you got also in practice, you got this guy, your quarterback, is working with Jamison Williams, is working with the ones. These guys are, are kind of working in. But you have to develop a relationship with your receivers. You, you right. have to. And if you don't have that, it makes it very difficult to, uh, in a game, especially game situations, to, to make the perfect pass, make the perfect catch, to sync up. So, yeah, they were behind the eight ball right there. 
I, you know what? What stood out the most, though, like with Alabama is the Heisman Trophy winner, he – even with all the pressure Georgia was putting on him, because they were getting to him, they were hitting him, they were – he was still on target. Yeah, yeah, he's a tough kid. Tough guy. Oh, my. Bryce Young, like, he's going to be a handful next year. Like, he's only going to get better, I believe. Like, Yeah, yeah. And they, they – uh, Georgia did kind of figure out, okay – we know uh, when to turn on the heat on him yep. and when to when to not. And when they dialed it up, they got to him. And they, it was not so much the sacks, but putting your hands on him, knocking him down, letting you know that 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 you're there. That part of the, of our defense defensive game plan was one of the deciding factors, one of the big deciding factors in the outcome of this game. Right. I think the defense, the front seven particularly. As we discussed um, in the previous podcast when we were analyzing the game, that was the key, the front seven, and that proved to be the difference because they weren't sitting back in a zone. They were attacking like Georgia did all year and moving um, Young's feet, getting to him, hitting him, and boy, was everybody on both sides of the ball hitting um, Monday night. They were. No, they absolutely were. I was feeling, I, I was feeling those hits through the screen. I was like, "Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it was, it was a beautiful game, beautiful yeah, game." Yeah, they they played with the intensity that they needed, uh, the intensity they lacked in the SEC championship game. So, what did you think at halftime? It was nine sits Alabama up. Were you were you still nervous? I was very oh. nervous. I was very nervous because Nick Saban is the one of the greatest in game. Uh, coaching when it comes to making adjustments at halftime, he's one of the greatest people to ever do it. Uh, we and from from so far from uh, from what we've seen of Kirby Smart at this particular point, he had not been able to SEC championship. He couldn't adjust to what Alabama was doing. We we got even further behind. So I I thought they they were going to be like, look, Alabama, we lost our we, we're in great shape. We got the lead. We were down our best receiver. So what can we do to put less pressure on our quarterback, put less pressure on our young wide receivers? I thought it's like, okay, we're going to see a lot of screens, mm-hmm. which, they, which they did come out and they, they threw a couple. I thought maybe they try to get the running back uh, out in the flats a little bit, get him in space, maybe maybe try to break a big one here or there. Um, but but with the pressure, I was like, okay, they're, they're, they're still going to be able to get the ball out early. They're, they're not going to – they just – I, I knew they had lost their deep ball. They lost the ability to go deep, and that's, that's where Georgia was most vulnerable. So from that standpoint, I was like, okay, we got them in a tough spot. But on the other side of that is like, man, if they score a touchdown, Seth is going to be down by two scores, and that might be the death knell for this team. And the defense stood stout. Nine sits. You know what I- – you know the in-game adjustments that happened in the second quarter that helped um, UGA was moving Sawyer from left tackle to right guard. Did you notice that? I didn't see that. Oh, so they defensively Alabama was lining up uh, Will Anderson, and he was attacking the right guard, and the right guard just could not handle him. Mm. And so they put Sawyer, moved him over to right guard, and then. It, they moved. They brought somebody. I forgot his name to left tackle, and he held. Oh, beautiful play! Beautiful in-game adjustment. Sawyer is very talented to go from 
left tackle to right guard, difficult position change, and yet he was athletic enough, skilled enough, and mentally sound enough to do that. Held Georgia in the run game too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what we saw in the second half. We start started seeing Zamir White. We started seeing James Cook on the one run. It was I think Georgia felt it. Like I think that, that's that James Cook run was one of his best runs of the season. And I think that, that was like that was definitely the turning point where Georgia said, hey, okay, we do have uh we do have this we do have a running back to fall fall back on, so we can so we can take maybe a little bit of pressure off of Stetson. So even even in those those third and six situations, third third and sevens, we might still be able to run the ball and get a first down, as opposed to putting him in the position to make the pass. And and they were getting at one point they were getting five yards a pop from Zamir, and then after the run, the sixty-seven yard run. They moved it down even further. They brought in uh, Jordan Davis and Wyatt and pounded it in for the first touchdown, first lead, 13 to 9. Yeah, 13 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Okay, Samir White. I mean, having having Jordan Davis and Wyatt, that's unfair. It's unfair on the (laughs) offense. It's just unfair. That's an unfair advantage. But I'm glad that we did it. And uh, get given up so much momentum of being down, putting the pressure back on Alabama to uh, to, to match our score without uh, without their best, without their top two wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I would give a shout out to their tight end. Uh, was starts with a T two. Uh, two is like two two or, or two uh, two e, two e two. Yeah, he he played a he played a good game. Uh, he had their he had their touchdown. Yes, he did. He also had that and one that one uh, run up the sidelines where he was chased down from from behind. Key to the game, also Keely Ringo. He was getting beat all night. Got beat on that play. Yeah, that was a game saver. He yeah. <laughs> Keely Ringo made like he tried to strip the ball. He tackled him, and Georgia stood stout and kept, held him to a field goal, 13-12. Yep. That play that Alabama ran, ran, that's one of the best ones you can run uh, against man coverage. So the tight end sneaks out on a wheel route. Uh, wide receiver runs an inside slant, so it's a natural pick. Yep. And le- leaves the tight end open uh, to go up the sidelines. Um, but, yeah, he was he was moving. But, yeah, Ringo chasing him down, not giving up on the play. Uh, that was huge because every, every – I mean, they needed every yard. They fought for every yard. And not mm-hmm. giving up an easy touchdown like that, that that was yeah, like you were saying, one of the turning points of the game. So we move into the fourth quarter. It's thirteen twelve. <sighs> Stetson bit. And I still contest that <laughs> that was a pass. His it was arm a pass. was going. It, it, it was a pass. It was a pass. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I I think that that's one of those ones where you say, okay, what was the call in the field? You know, we can't go against, you know, if there's enough evidence to overturn it. You know, what was it called? If they called it a uh, incomplete pass on the field, it would have been an incomplete pass. But they called it a fumble on the field, so it kept a fumble. How unbelievable, though, was was the Alabama player catching it nonchalantly and keeping that foot inbound? Like, you could stick a penny between the toe and the out-of-bounds line. Do you That's think how close. There's no way that he thought that was a fumble. 
No, he didn't know that. No. No, because he would have turned it upfield. He would have turned it upfield and ran in for the touchdown. Everybody thought that was a incomplete pass. Yeah, everybody did. And uh, but you needed the thing that's crazy is you need the clear recovery. You needed a clear recovery, and by by a hair, by the 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 width of a penny, it was a clear recovery by Alabama. Yeah. So you know, uh, kudos to Stetson for because I received a text message from my dad. He said he looks like he's shaking, and I was like, "Yeah, he is," but he persevered. The mailman persevered and delivered during the snow. <laughs> so I, I, I still at this point, at this point in the game, I, I am done with Stetson Bennett. I am done. I am done. I am, I am beside myself. I am like he has cost us a national championship. This is the, this is the worst. This is even worse because we're so close to being in this game. They're down their two best receivers. If we don't beat them now, we're never going to beat them. And now they have the ball on our 15-yard line in the second half, looking to go up, looking to go up a score. And we we stuff them the first two plays, and then that the tight end pushes Smith, the yeah, safety, just clear, uh, clear, 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 clear OP, and nothing called. He's standing in there, but the throw by Bryce Young to throw across his body back into the middle of the field yeah. while rolling right. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Great throw. That thing of beauty. Touchdown. Now Alabama has – they go for two, do not get the two. They have the lead. It's – what is it, 18-13? Yeah. Oh. And then, you know, my heart sank. I'm like, here we go. Here, here we go. go. Now this is this is the point because now we know that we need a touchdown and we had we have been knocking on the door but we're but now we need Stetson to be to be the man. And I had no confidence in Stetson. I no, admit it. Neither neither do I. Neither did I. I was I was like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna end badly because I'm thinking because this at this point in the game, one turnover, you're done. You're, right. done. you're done. Yeah, if we turn the ball over on on an interception or a fumble or or it gets batted down any 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 one of those awful scenarios at this point in the game with them having a five point lead, they get the ball back, they can drain some clock, get a get another score, we're done. And what does Todd Munkin do? He calls three, four straight passes after the fumble, and I'm like, he hits um, Burton on an on an out to the sidelines for, like, what, 18 yards. Yeah. Then he tries to go deep to Pickens, and there's that pass interference. Yeah. Oh. And then um, well, I think there was two PIs in that, uh, on yeah. that drive. Yeah, there was another one. There was another one right after. And then uh, the touchdown would have also been a PI. Or it was right. a PI. Yeah. So, and that pass, uh, I didn't even think the dude was all size. But whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. And he throws it to Adnai Mitchell. Uh, Adnai, what's his last name? Um, the freshman. Oh, yeah, the freshman. Uh, is it Mitchell? Mich- Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah, Adnai yeah. Mitchell. He yeah. leaps up. It's kind of underthrown, not too much. Back shoulder. Fights with the defender. Takes it. Touchdown, Georgia. We take the lead. And I'm ecstatic. Yeah. I'm waking, yeah, I'm waking up everybody. Yeah. Like, nobody, can, nobody can believe it. No. 1918. Okay. Still in the fourth quarter. Whoo! Georgia's up by one. I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. They get 
the Alabama Nets possession, they punt the ball. And this is where old school Georgia, I know Herschel Walker and Vince Dooley and Buck Blue all would be proud because they just shoved it down uh, Alabama's throat with the run game. Yeah, they, they really did. Demir White went to work. Went to, uh, Yes. I think he had 84 yards altogether rushing in this game and none more important than on this drive because he was getting five yards to pop. Just, just You could see Alabama's defense getting tired. You could see Georgia getting hyped up. Like it, it was a thing of beauty. This is what I've been, as a Georgia fan, dreaming of for the last 41 years. Yeah, because it's very difficult to get Alabama on the ropes. Yes. But, but we had him. We had him right where we wanted him. Had him on the ropes. Yes, that's great analogy. Had him on the ropes. And then the freshman steps up again. Uh, Brock Bowers, he hit, gets a, a little pass in the flat, turns it up. The linebacker, Tua Tua, couldn't get there fast enough. He zooms in. Touchdown. Oh, what? Now, of all the great tight ends that Georgia has had, this guy has the opportunity maybe to be the best ever. Right. He does. He's off to he's off to a great start to yeah, being oh and he scores a touchdown in the national championship game. It's whew, now Georgia's up by eight. Twenty-six to eighteen. Bryce Young, remember, in the Iron Bowl, they did nothing all game long. He drove them down without Jamison Williams, but they did have Mechie and won the game. Mm-hmm. Was he gonna? Was he gonna do it again to Georgia? <laughs> I was. I was looking. I was thinking to myself, okay, defensively they got to This is. This is. This is. This is the defining moment. Whatever we we are as a defense, whatever this defense is going to go down as, this is a time where we got to prove it. Right now, this is their defining moment. It is. And what does he do? He starts out with two. Was it two, three completions in a row? Moved yeah. him down the field. It's like, oh Lord, here we go. Here we go. Hmm. He's he steps back. He drops back. He's getting a little bit of pressure. He heaves it up. Keely Ringo, who's been beaten all day, comes <laughs> off this man, catches the ball at the highest point. Like, like Dion would have been proud of that. Slow, slow, it all it, it felt like slow motion. It did. It did. And like when he intercepted it, I was on the ground. Like, I didn't even see him taking it back. I had to go and watch the replay and seeing Kirby Smart said, telling him to get down, get down. What? Why is he going to get down? Why is he going to get down? <laughs> he's, he's, got, <laughs> he's got a clear path for the end zone. It was, oh, I think, I think, hey, I don't think I know. I shed a couple of tears right there. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it was, that, was, that was a huge moment. That was the biggest moment. And in Georgia football history, it really was. It 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 was the it was the culmination of uh, forty one years of of being a top tier franchise without a without a national championship, and we needed an exclamation point. And Kylie Ringo gave us that exclamation point on that on this game. And how apropos is it that? A pick six to seal the game. Where in the SEC championship, they had their pick six. Oh, it, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to the parade Saturday? 
Uh, I will. I will not be there, but I will be there in spirit. Same here. Same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to go down there and go to Little Italy and celebrate at the, uh, the little yes. shop right there on the corner. I thought about it, um, but I'm gonna have to save that for when it's a little bit warmer. <laughs> I I agree. If I'll there's a threat, if there's a threat of snow, I'm staying in the house. Exactly, exactly. But but hey, how 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 much better do you feel now that we have finally won this championship, having all these recruiting classes, um, all these highly highly um, recruited players uh, to finally come through and win a championship after seeing. LSU win one after seeing Alabama win one. We've watched Florida win one. We've watched Tennessee win one. Auburn. Auburn win Auburn. one. We've seen all these teams win one, and we have been right there knocking on the door, and we finally broke through and did it. All I can say is there was, there was a couple tears in my eyes, and I was laying on the floor, and I was thinking about all the games that I've gone to. I – the times that my grandfather would take me to the Georgia games when he had, he had when he was alive he had season tickets and just all the ups and all the downs and just all of that just reminiscing on all of that at that time yeah it was very emotional and we finally did it finally yeah it was it's a big deal it is a big well, deal in the world of, in the world of sports you can't. Um, Winning a championship in college football, out of all the sports, I always say it's the hardest because so much of it is out of your hands. So much Mm -hmm. of it has to do with where you start, who you play, your schedule. It's not the same as everybody else. It's a sliding schedule. So it just depends on who's in front of you. Then, you know, you you now have – you have to be you have to be voted into that final four. You might have a you might have a great team, but if the committee doesn't see you as as worthy or or your seed – in the tournament, you might not you might not get there, um, but everything worked right this year. We had we had um, a, a, a doable schedule. Um, no Alabama, no LSU, no Texas A and M in the regular season. But we still we knew at the end of the year we still had to get through Alabama. We we mm-hmm. had to and to to win a championship by by one way. I mean, even if we beat it, even if we lost the SEC, if we had won the SEC championship, we would have been done with Bama. But we didn't, so we still right. had knew, we still knew that we had to go through them to win the t- championship, and we did. Being a UGA alum and former football player on the UGA team, what does this mean to you? Oh, it's huge! It's huge. Because there are just so many, uh, so many people who you've seen uh, that have shed shed blood, sweat, and tears on that field um, over the years, um, all working for this one goal. Um, everybody, everybody giving so much, giving giving one hundred percent of themselves, giving one hundred percent of their of their bodies to uh, to try to try to win this championship. And uh, our teams, we we were good, but we weren't that that level. Um, of great that the teams of our era were. Uh, oh. These teams are every single year you watch them come out and for the past, since 2017, you said, hey, you know, this is a top tier team. This team can play, play with anybody. Um, so to see it actually finally happen after, you know, some, some people have lost faith. It was like, it's never going to happen. I mean, I've, I've talked to people, talked to Georgia fans that were like, yeah, we're going to watch this year. We're not going to get our hopes up. Um, especially at the end of the end of Rick's the end of Rick's uh, Mark Coach Rick's uh, tenure as coach, 
Uh, but Kirby came in, you know, it was, it was, I think, did we lose a Vanderbilt our first, his first year? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. We lost to Vandy. So it was, it was a rough start, rough start, but you know, you keep chopping, you keep, you keep drilling your, your mantras and your, in your, uh, your work ethic into the, uh, in the players. Um, and you finally get there, but as a, as a, as an alum player, I feel fantastic. There's no, uh, it, my teams don't win championships, so, so 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 this is something that's new. Is new for me. It's new for right. me because I, I never really I didn't I didn't know how to react. I really don't know. I really didn't know how to how to how to how to finally just say you you've seen it. You you've seen this. You you've never seen confetti falling on your team at the end of the game as the season ends and you're on the top of the mountain. Very top, the n- number one team in America. Nas- defending national champions. No longer can the Floridas, the Tennessees, the Auburns, the Alabamas, the LSUs. No longer yeah. can they rub it in our face. Yeah, we were down we there. We were down there with Kentucky and Mississippi State and Ole Miss. <laughs> with teams that had not won a national championship in the BCS playoff era. But now we can say that we are the champions and that we're going to uh, proudly – uh, hoist that banner in Sanford Stadium next year as we uh, as we start the season. But oh, oh yeah, what do we what do we do? Is there a banner? Is there what do we do? In uh, I don't there's, know. There's, there's yeah, we don't know. We don't know. I think there <laughs> I think there is a 1980s banner in the stadium, so there, it would be go right beside that banner. Okay, and uh, there there'll be like another. There'll be like probably like a like a like another plaque or something down there by the bulldog when you run out that'll say it says 1980 national champions and I'll say 2021 national champions. I need them to build a replica of the national championship and put it like somewhere on <laughs> by one of the hedges or somewhere. Yeah, I need, yeah, I need somewhere. a replica, huge somewhere. replica, somewhere, somewhere. Is it is it too early to start looking towards next season? I, I don't know, but I, I am enjoying um, enjoying this this ride. It's not even a week old. Um, I, I'm yeah. not even looking forward to. I'm not even thinking Think about, about it. it. Yeah, I'm not. Even, I'm not even not even looking at who all's going into the transfer portal or who's going yeah. to. The, I want to just just give me a give me another week of this. You deserve it. Was like as a as a as a podcast as a fan, we deserve uh, a little <laughs> bit little bit of time to enjoy this. And uh, thank, thank the thank thank everything that happened the way that it happened because it turned out with us being the best team. Um, and all we had to do is do a podcast. If we had done a podcast five years ago, we would be national champions. But we waited till twenty twenty one. Well, you know what? I need my thank you from uh, from UGA from yeah. uh, Coach Kirby, Smart. They need, yeah, yeah, Kirby, yeah. Chris, Kirby. Chris Smart, continue. Uh, Continue a, a thank you note and thanking the podcast for, uh, for for putting George on the map and uh, declaring that we would be in the national championship game back there on the on the dog days of summer out there in August. <laughs> oh, I still got a big smile on my face. Like me this too. was me too, and I can't stop watching ESPN. Every time they show a highlight, I sit down and I watch the entire thing as they recap the game. It is a good thing because I couldn't watch I couldn't watch ESPN for a couple of days after the SEC championship game because it gets oh, showing. You know what? I didn't watch ESPN. I didn't turn on Six Eight of the Fan, which is the local radio station here. Yeah. Sports Talk. I didn't listen to anything. And I got and like I'm trying to analyze in my head what can Georgia do 
Nets top. I mean, wait, uh. wait. I was even thinking, wait, can we beat Michigan? And then, <laughs> yeah, that was a question. That was a question yeah. that, that we that we posed. It was like, okay, are are we as good as we thought we were, or, or was it the level of competition? Michigan's a good team. Will we be able to beat Michigan? If Stetson Bennett. And then when I when they came to the middle of the field and they were doing the coin toss, and I saw number sixty eight standing in their center, and I saw Jordan Davis. And he's towering over this 300-pounder. Oh, yeah. Yes, Georgia yeah. got this game. Georgia's got Georgia, it. Yeah. 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 And destroyed them. Yeah, so, so that is, a, that is a, a murderer's row of teams to play Alabama, Michigan, and Alabama back-to-back-to-back. To back to back, but still come out on top and dogs. Dogs. What more can you say? Dogs on top. Dogs on top. And – you know, kudos to Kirby Smart, uh, Todd Monken, Dan Lanning. They came up with a game plan. They motivated after that loss. I don't know if they had to do too much to get them motivated, but they did. They came in. They destroyed Michigan. They got into the ring with Alabama, punches back and forth, and warmed down just like, just like a Georgia team would. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're the champs. We're the champs. And so we can put a bow on this year, 2021-2022 National Championship Georgia Bulldogs from the Too Deep podcast of Pless and Dennis. (laughs) Pless, I just need to give a shout-out to – my man Zach Jones, aka Lifted Z, for producing uh, the music for us and doing the editing for our podcast all year long. Thank you, Zach. Um, can you tell the audience where to find us? All right, we're at deep.com. Uh, check us out there. Also, you can check us out on Twitter. We're going to be tweeting all offseason after we're done celebrating this national championship. Um, so check those out. And uh, we're going to be back sooner sooner than you think because yes. there, there is no offseason. But give us a little bit of time. We, we do need to digest this and enjoy it for what it is because it has been 41 years. So, <laughs> so yeah. So thank you all, everybody who came out and listened to the podcast and who have enjoyed it. Keep sharing it with everybody. Um, and, and just uh, college football is amazing. And I, we're glad that we get to be a part of it. Thank you, everybody. We love you. 2021-22, the season of chaos. UGA's on top. Gold dolls. Go dogs. Bye-bye. <laughs>